over to you now, sir. We have started. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, we can hear okay. you. Oh, can you see me as well? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, I can see you. Okay. Um, thank you. It's a privilege to be here to um, share this uh, platform with you guys. Um, I'm not one of those people that feel that it has to be a crowd of many people. I actually prefer it if it's smaller. I like working with smaller groups because then I can ask questions and get your mind on things. Um, first, I feel very privileged to be here um, to share my thoughts on this uh, matter with you guys. Um, so I would like to stick to time. I've got uh, one hour with you guys and um, a few other engagements. Um, so um, I would like to stick to that time. So I've been giving an interesting topic on um, commitment. Um, maybe I'll start with you guys. What, what, when you hear the word commitment, what comes to your mind? I mean, what's, what's the first word? Just give me the first word that comes to your mind when you hear commitment. We can just go around. Yeah, I will dedication. Okay. Yeah. Diligence. Okay, those are good synonyms. Uh, Martin, is that Martin I just spoke? Yeah, that's Martin. 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 Good. Okay. Um, is it Ajadi? Yes, sir, Ajadi. Yes, sir. Yeah. What was what what comes to your mind? Uh commitment is when uh like uh, defo- uh devotion when you are devotion something. Yes, yeah. Devotion. So we said diligence, devotion. Uh, was there what I missed? I think I missed the word. Loyalty perseverance, all of these things are right, you know. So I'll ask us um, a few questions. I'm sure I'm older than most of you, and um, I think I was about um, where you guys are a few years ago. A few years ago, that should be some 20 years ago. Wow. Interesting how time flies. And so I can look back at my life and draw lessons from my life. So that's what I'll be giving you guys the opportunity to hear me speak about today, what I have learned about commitment. So again, I'll go through. So on my, um, on my screen, your names appear in a particular order. So please don't mind me. Um, I'd like to engage in the discussion as well. Um, and get your thoughts on things. On that, I will build and share more. Um, so my, my, my second question would be, what do you think is greater skill or ability or um, commitment? And in one sentence, why do you think one is greater than the other? To be very skillful or to be very committed, which one do you prize most? So I'll start with uh, Martin since it's appearing on screen. Oh, Martin, I can't hear you. Okay, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. I said commitment is preferable to me because I feel it's like making sincerity with your diligence towards everything you are doing. 
That's good. Um, well, Lumi Taiwo. If you can put your video where you are, that would be great. But if you can, not a problem. Uh, Taiwo, skill, okay. commitment. Okay, I think I will choose commitment over skill because mm. even if you want to learn that skill, you will need commitment to master it. So I think okay. any any person that will want to use and build on their wisdom will choose commitment over skill because skill will be dormant if we are not committed mm. in utilizing it. In the, utilizing it. Ajadi. Mm. Mm. Commitment or skill? Okay, I'm not quite sure if he's there. And those princes, uh, thank you for joining. Um, if you've been with us, we've, I'm just asking questions randomly. So we are, the second question is, what do you prize most, commitment or skill? Sir, so I said I prefer uh, commitment because in this life, in anything we do, uh, if there is no commitment, there, uh, there won't be a good product in that thing. Hmm. I agree with you. I agree with you. And those princess, can you share your thoughts if you don't mind? Okay. I'm not quite sure if she's there at the moment. Now, guys, I, I want you guys to listen to what I'm going to share with you. Okay, because, like sir. I said... Sorry, oh, yeah. I'll prefer commitment because even... If it is a skill, you have to be committed in this skill to achieve mm. whatever you want to achieve. Yeah, you're quite right. You are very right. You have to commit to the skill. Now, um, skill is overrated. Skill is important, but skill is overrated. Skill alone means very little in the grand scheme of things. Now, this is important. Uh, it's important to state this because we, from what you guys have told me, we're all on the same page on this. But it's not what you say, it's whether you believe that as true. So if skill is, under, is overrated, meaning that it's not as grand as we assume it is, it's not as ultimate, it is important, but it's not the most important factor. If being committed is more important to skill, do you know what this suggests to you about yourself? About your potentials for greatness? What does this suggest to you? Again, I'll go around again. If skill is um, not as important as commitment, as diligence, what does this suggest to you about your potential to be the best at that thing you are interested in. So this is what I want you to do. Tell me that thing that you have as an interest, maybe a career, it may be your goal, it may be a life dream, whatever it is, your purpose, however you want to frame it. Tell me that thing and tell me with what you've told me now about um, commitments being more important than skill. What are your chances? That's the right word. What are your chances of being the best at that thing you want to do. So I'll start with Ajadi. Sorry, sorry, sir. I didn't get the question. Okay, I'll go over the question again. So this okay, is it. Okay, thank you. We just talked about commitment being more important than skill, right? Now, that is head knowledge. It's important head knowledge. At least you need to have that knowledge first. 
now that we have said this, in that thing that you are prizing as important in your life, that, that dream, that goal, that ambition, whatever it is, now that you know that skill is not as important as commitment or commitment is more important than skill, what is your chance of being the best at that thing? Does it uh, sound, have I made it clearer to you? Yes. Is there any confusion? Okay, so let's start with uh, Ajadi. Thank you, sir. Sir, so, uh, actually, uh, I'm a saxophonist, and and I will put it in in this way. Now, if I'm being committed to uh, playing my saxophone, in fact, it will it, it will enhance my skills a lot. And in, mm. uh, and I will say commitment helps us to stick to our goals. I mean, during the good time and the bad time. Mm. Mm. So that's what I can say to that, sir. Thank you. Uh, Martin. Okay. Um, I'm an event decorator. And okay. One thing I always found my potential, anything three-dimensional, anything creative, creating skill, something creative, or even the same one I learned, I make sure my honesty speaks for you. Oh. Now that has drawn people to me. Now, in the area of commitment towards that part of my life, I found out that it's not complete. When I mean it's not complete, my follow-up. If I'm staying with someone, I look for someone to follow me up. So I think my follow-up towards the success of my career, I always feel, even today, I've thought of it that why am I not progressing this way? Is there someone I'm not doing well? What I mean is that I'm not getting job as often as I ought. So I believe if the chances of if as I believe I will gain something from today. That and if practically the word commitment to be followed up in my life, at least I follow up on the commitment towards my business or my career, I should be able to do that. I should. Oh, thank you. I mean, you've said wonderful things. I think I prefer it this way. I actually don't like a big crowd. I like listening to fewer people, and then we can be more uh, profound, directed at what we want to achieve. Now, Kwelema, over to you. Okay, okay, sir. I'm a student, and mm. I think commitment is all I need to come out how best I want to. Mm. For many many people, like many of my classmates, they feel like it's outrageous and it's overambitious to want to graduate the first class because uh, the particular course I'm studying, we have the first first class students graduate two years last year. That's the first first class student, somebody that's graduating with a first mm. class. So. I just mentioned the fact that, okay, I want to graduate the first class, and everybody will be like, that's too much. You better come on top of the two one child. And mm. I just I feel like commitment is everything that is going to take me to mm. get there. It's not like it's not possible, but because privileges are not open, doesn't mean that somebody cannot knock on the job. Mm. So mm. how committed I am to my studies will prove definitely, even if the person needs to be denied. Mm. So the level of commitment that somebody is putting to the academics now as a student will always show. 
And Edo's princess. Is that your name, please? Um, yes, sir. Okay, sorry. That's good. Go ahead. Okay, sir. So I would say it is when how committed we are with determining how skillful we will be. Because mm. if we are not committed, there is no way we will be skillful in whatsoever we are doing. Now, those who are having different kinds of skills, it is because they are being committed in what they are doing. That's why they could get the insights to do extra things, even do beyond their capacity. So it is when yeah. you are committed, determine how skillful you will be. Okay. So at the moment, is there anything that you are um, doing? Are you a student? Do you have a trade, a, a skill? And um, what do you think are your chances of getting to the top of that? Actually, sir, I'm a student right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's interesting you guys have said quite a lot. So, I mean, from what you've said, I've kind of fleshed out a direction I will be taking. So, I like to speak from the heart. I was just telling my wife that I struggle to put down thoughts when I want to share things like this. Because for me, there's nothing I'm going to tell you that you that is not in a book somewhere. The idea is to be practical. And every single one of us have what we call an invisible glass ceiling. It's a mental barricade. You may not know it is there. In fact, speaking to you now, you may now realize it is there. But every single one of us have this um, glass ceiling. It's a limit that either we've put on ourselves, society has put on us, people have told us, and we have developed our mind around that around that um, boundary. What that means is we've told ourselves how far we can go. We can't go beyond that. Every one of us have that. You have that. How do I know you have that? Ask yourself. When you think of yourself in 10 years' time, what image comes to your mind? That image that you thought of about yourself, about your career, about your trade, is a function of that ceiling. You cannot go beyond what you have believed you can go beyond. So if you've told yourself, for example, I'll give you an example. Let, let, let's start with um, uh, Pelumi. Say, if Pelumi sees herself in 10 years' time, I don't know what she's studying. Does she see herself working at the highest level that her discipline can afford her? I want to believe she is someone like me, either from a middle or low class background that doesn't have all the connections to make everything work in Nigeria. You don't have all the godfathers in the places. So when she thinks about her future, does she think of, there's no way I can get there? Or this is where I'm going to be married, I'm going to have my kids, I'm going to live in this place. I can't see myself, I can't envision myself living in a very, you know, lush place because I can't envision myself being able to afford that. And why can't I do that? Because in my mind, no matter how I try, I can't get a first class. You may not have thought of it this way, but you have thought of it. I'll give you an example. Um, um, Ajadi, you, you, are, you are a saxophonist. If that is a trade you want to, if that's a skill you want to employ, have you thought of in 10 years' time you'll be on a world stage singing the most complicated piece of music to the most sophisticated crowd? Now, if you've not thought of it, the reason you've not thought of it 
is because there's that glass ceiling that limits you. And, you know, I said this is very practical. So if, if I say, how have you thought of it? You see, the steps you are taking today tells me what's going on in your mind. The steps you are, you are taking today tells me how you are positioning yourself for the future. It tells me where you've limited yourself. Mm. Now, I'm sure some of you are Christians here or people of faith. So I'll say this clearly. I believe we, I want to believe we all believe in God. The greatest thing God made is not the universe, not creation. The greatest thing God made is the human mind. The Bible says he has put eternity um, in mathematical time, in scientific term, it's the word infinity. God has put infinite capacity in the human mind. Every human being has the potential to become infinitely greater than they imagine themselves to be. It's not a function of, of themselves. It's a function of how they were built. It's like saying you have a, um, you know, Samsung Ultra 21G. I don't know what the most recent phone in Nigeria is, but maybe it's an iPhone 14. But you only use the function of um, take pictures, um, send messages. and So it's not a function of the ability of the phone. It's a function of your understanding of what it can do. Am I making sense or am I speaking too fast to you guys? Yes. That's okay. Okay. So the first thing is to come to terms that that glass ceiling is fake. It's made-believe. It was not put there by God. It was not put there by the devil. It was not, even though it was suggested to you by people, it is a fabrication of your own mind. You have trained yourself to believe a lie. And that lie that you have believed is dictating your life. So that brings me to my first point about commitment. Nobody commits in a thing, or rather no sensible person commits in a thing that has no potential or future. If you thought something was not going to produce something good, it would be foolish to tell you to commit to it. So reasonable people only commit to something that they think has the potential to improve their um, situation or their estate or their lives. So in other words, what is your goal? What have you thought about? Now, I don't want to go into, um, I'm not a motivational speaker, so this is something I'm struggling to do, all right? Uh-huh. But I, I, I'm just going, I don't want to go into too much motivation. But I'm, I'm sure you've heard of this word, goal, 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 goal. Some of us have it written down. Some of us haven't thought, have thought about it. But every single person has a goal. You have a goal. You have a goal. Your goal may be so small because your glass ceiling is so low. Your glass, for some people, their glass ceiling is so low, they can't go above. I mean, they don't need to do too much. So there's no reason to be committed at anything because they told themselves, I can never be greater than this. My father was not greater than this. My great-grandfather was not greater than this. So I cannot be greater than this. So they've created that lie, and that has limited their capacity. I'll tell you a true life story. So while I was in secondary school, right, 
I went to uh, one of those kind of second. I mean, if you um, know Lagos, um, I schooled in Oshodi. As, have you guys come across that place? Yeah. There? yeah. Okay. I know. Any of you living in Lagos? Yeah, I'm, I'm living. I'm coming across Lagos. Lagos very well. Okay. So I schooled in Mafoluku. The name of my school is Ewuntutu yeah, Grammar School. Okay. Lee hear that name? Ewuntutu yeah, Grammar Mafoluku. School. Yeah, Mafoluku. I know the school is in Oshodi. Beautiful. So... <laughs> That school, when it rains, like, there's no class because it's raining outside, it's raining inside. I think the school is all the omotas, all the touts in um, Mafuluko, Osho, the area, when they educated them or send them away from their school, they find lodging in my school. All right, so that's how, how bad my school was. But a group of us thought differently. We thought that we had a chance at life, at improving our lots. Um, we are from middle ground, middle class or low class family, if you would say. But we thought we had a chance at improving our lot. I thought I was intelligent, but I wasn't. I was average. But when it was time to do jam, I thought to myself, I was going to study medicine. I know to study medicine meant that I needed to be serious. I needed to give attention. I was doing what well. I passed my work in first sitting, which is unheard of in the kind of school I went to. But work was going to be something. A jam was going to be something else. I thought to myself, and, and for me that was the beginning of breaking my glass ceiling, because it's it's just. Uh, are you all Christians? Forgive me. So if, in case I say things that offend you, forgive me. Yes, I'm a Christian. Okay, so I'll, my faith is so well intertwined to everything I do. So forgive me if I sound a bit like a pastor, but I'll sound that way. It's one of those aha moments, more like a revelation. You just get an insight of your capacity. So I started preparing for jump. Um, I went to jump class. My parents couldn't afford me going to jump class also. So I went to jump class for one month or two months. And it was a very popular jump class at Adams Adebola Integral Coaching Center in Mafaluko. I went to that class. I, I, I stayed for two classes. After two classes, I just knew I could pass jump and get um, admission to study medicine. What did I do? I stayed with those books. Remember, we started by saying skill and commitment, right? I started by staying in those books. Funny enough, I didn't have many of these books, so I borrowed from friends. I poured through those books, poured through those books, read and read and read. I had a small uh, notebook of English words. So any word you gave me, I would give you a synonym. I listened to news. I read newspapers. I underlined words. Now, I had one goal. It was just one goal. I was going to study medicine. I knew it was a, it was a high task. So they had asked for me to do, but I knew I could try. So I started reading, started reading, did all of that. I went for my jam. I thought it went well. Result came out. I got 257. So I thought, great. That was the highest in my area. Unfortunately, that year, the school I applied for, University of Benin, merged two sets together. So this uh, jump cutoff mark for medicine went to 270-something. I did not get an admission. Now, because I don't have family members or people that can work things for me, that meant I needed to stay home for one more year. The funny thing was that the next year I was supposed to do jump, I didn't do jump because I thought that last one was going to work. So I stayed home for two years. 
But those two years were two important years of my life. For those two years, I came to terms with the fact that this is what I wanted out of life. This is what I wanted out of life. Sorry, can, can you mute, please? Thank you. That this is what I wanted out of life, and I was going to get it. So what I did was I led. It was because um, I, think, I think it was Martin that said something about opportunities, not getting the opportunities. So there are periods that things are going to be difficult. You are not going to get the, um, um, you know, the popularity you want. You are not going to get the um, people are not going to know you. Not yet. But those periods are important periods. In those periods when nobody knows you, that's when you sharpen your skills. You don't want to fumble on stage. So make all the mistakes behind the stage. Practice your act. Continue to put it together. Put the time. Nobody is saying you so you're not under any pressure to give a good performance. But that is the wisdom of that time. Invest it, developing yourself. But one thing propels you that goal. What is that vision? What is that dream? Remember I said there's a glass ceiling. In my mind, my glass ceiling was I needed to score at least 270 to, to get into University of Benin. That was my glass ceiling. I scored 257, so it was the limit for me. So I read and read and read. The year I was going to take the jump, I had deteriorated in my math skill. Then before the first time I did the jump, I could calculate my mathematics addition and all of that. Uh, multiplication without a calculator because jam then they were not allowing us to use calculators. So I could do all of the physics stuff without a calculator the year before. But the year I was going for jam, I had deteriorated in that regard. I wasn't that sharp. But I had spent time, months after months, reading and reading. When I came out from the exam, I felt, God, you just have to help me because I was not as fresh or as sharp as the previous year that I scored 257. Remember, my glass ceiling was 257, right? And I needed to score above that to get to 270-ish so that I can get admission. Now, I wasn't doing, I didn't do as good as I thought I would have, I could have done to get to even that 257. Guess what? When the jam results came out, I scored 294. Do you know what that did to me? It opened my mind. Wait, I can score 294? Me? Wow. I've not become smarter in terms of I've not grown an extra brain. What has happened? I have just spent more time grinding, grinding, grinding behind the scene. So when I got that jam result and saw that this is what I can achieve, not by being the smartest person, but by giving attention to my trade, it opened the world to me. What that told me was, hey, that glass ceiling is fake. It's a lie. I can do much bigger and better than that. By the grace of God, I'm a doctor in the UK today. You know how many exams I must have done from that time till now. But that was the moment. That was my Eureka moment. That was the moment that opened it up all for me. Why did that help? I did my work behind the scene. Now, you know, um, Martin said something about 
you know, it's not always easy when you are not recognized, when you've not got to the limelight yet, when things are not yet in place for you. It's not easy to be to continue. There's always that temptation of, let, let me stop. I've tried. Let me, okay, let me rest today. Now, this is where accountability comes in. You must surround yourself with a community of people who have similar thoughts, plans, ambitions, desires for themselves. People who believe that it is possible to achieve anything they put their minds to. And you must feed off from each other's energies, each other's passions, each other's desires. Bible says the companion of fools will be destroyed. If you surround yourself with people who think less, don't worry, you will be less. You will eventually settle with the temperature of your environment. So when it gets to those times that it's difficult to grind, you draw strength from your community, from your support group, from those people you are accountable to. For you guys in uh, Musa's mentorship class, you are privileged to have him. It means you can tell him, I've not done well last week. I gave myself a target of, um, you know, playing on my saxophone two hours every day. I didn't do that last week. I'll tell you a funny story. When I was seven, I had this friend um, who stayed in the same quarters. Um, Sorry, Dr. Walter. Hold your recording. Yes, I'm recording it. Okay, sorry, please. I'm still in my meeting. I just said I should check on you guys. Please. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, so I had this friend. Uh, this brother is gifted in singing. I mean, he has a wonderful voice. He was in the choir and the fellowship. Um, I was a part of his. I mean, he just came into a church and literally almost took over the, the choir because he was that gifted. So one one evening I was doing I think I was doing a prayer walk I was just walking around Akure, just walking around where I served, and I saw this brother he was walking and the only thing I I I could hear from him was I don't know how how far the distance was it should be about a thirty minutes to a forty five minutes walk from uh, where we um, where we resided then and this guy would was just doing for like. So I stopped, amazed at that. No, needed to ask him, bro, what's going on? Are you, you, you are just, uh, you know, making sounds. You're not even singing. What, what's this? He told me he's been doing this every day since we came into, um, since we, we settled there. Every single day, it takes an hour work just to train his voice. I was like, bro, your voice is perfect the way it is. You, do you need any more training? <laughs> he looked at me and laughed and said, he's far from where he's, he wants to get to. He told me the people that he had aspired um, to be like, and I told myself, no wonder you would not settle for anything less. The people you aspire to be like are people so high up there, and you believe you can get there. And you know what needs to take you from where you are to where they are is work, not skills. You already have the innate abilities. You already know what you can do. It's sharpening those skills, improving that capacity. Your limitation is you, not God, not the devil, 
not your family. It's you. All you need to become the best you can be at anything you, you want to become is in your hands. So I know we like to do this many times. We like to put responsibility on others, and, and we've projected our responsibilities a lot of time to God. God, help me. Uh, God has grants, granted and graced you with what you need. The, the things that you need are around you. What you need is to put the work. There's no substitute for that. It's not pleasant. It's, 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 I mean, it's not pleasant. I was watching a documentary of Usain Bolt. How many of you guys know Usain Bolt? Right? Aha. Uh-huh. I can't see anybody. I, I know him. An athlete. Yes, yes. He's currently the fastest man in the world. He has broken the world record for 100 meters and 200 meters. And I think Jamaica has had the world record for 4 by, uh, four, uh, four by 100 meters. Now, if you know the way athletics um, competitions go, it happens, I think, once in two years and the Olympics once in four years. His race, the path that he's known for, lasts only 10 seconds. If he does anything more than 10 seconds, he's not going to be in the first five or the first ten. He trains for two years for 10 seconds. Pause and think about Let that settle in. He trains for two years for 10 seconds. Two years for every competition, plus injuries, plus um, 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 mental um, strength, plus all the all kinds of training he needs to give himself to. He does it for years and years for ten seconds. We as spectators, we watch the ten seconds part of it, and we're like, "Oh, such a fast man!" We forget about it. We celebrate it. He's on billboard. He's on this and that. But between that time and the next um, um, competition should be about two years or a year plus, and we're going to watch him for another 10 or 12 seconds, he has to be actively training. What does that tell us? You have to put in the work. It's not, it's not easy. It's difficult. But the question is, do you want to attain the goals you have planned for yourself? You know, I was watching his documentary. He has a documentary on Netflix called Bolt. And this documentary was on his last world record. He wanted to be, was it a four or, four or five-time Olympic champion? I can't remember um, perfectly now. But this, this documentary, the last phase of his career, he had won all the trophies. He's just come out from injuries. There was somebody else who was beginning to rise up from the U.S., another guy from Jamaica, and it was going to be a stiff competition for him. And in his interview, he said sometimes it's difficult to still have passion and desire when you've won everything. That sometimes he wonders, why, why does he still do this? Because he still needs to train for another two years, for another nine to ten seconds. He said, I want to be remembered as the one with all the records. I'm not saying someone won't break the records, but I want them to work hard, as hard as I work to break the records. See, this is why I put myself through this. And you need that to someone who is a serial champion telling you how difficult it is to train. It doesn't get easy. It doesn't get easy. I'm, I know for most professionals, myself included, 
even after you've become a doctor, you've become a consultant, you still read books. You still have to keep updating yourself. That's the grind. You don't get to a point where you say, ah, no longer. No, 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 you don't. You don't. You keep pushing. This is how nature was made. We keep pushing. We keep pushing. Is it easy? No. That's why you have a community, a support group, people that can tell you what was our target last week, how did we do? For those of you who are students, I want to tell you this. Listen, I have proved it in my own life, in life of many people I know. There's no such thing as a limit of how much intelligence you can be, how much intelligence you can display. We are all not graced equally. Some people will read once and catch it. In fact, those are the most disadvantaged people. Because they are so skillful and so blessed, they tend to be so sloppy. Check them out. Follow their history. Ask yourself, where is the most brilliant person in my class who knew everything but would not read? Where are they in life now? Nowhere. But that guy that is average or just below average, who puts in the work, who puts in the work very soon is going to catch up to everybody. And the most important thing he would have developed is not just even the... I mean... Um, is there anybody who is um, a science student, an art student, or... I mean, tell me, what did you study? Akadi, what did you study? Nothing. Akadi, you studied nursing? Yes, sir. Oh, you need to speak to uh, speak with me after after now. Okay, sir. Thanks, sir. Um, you need to speak with me. Okay, um, so so you read um, biology. I'm, I'm sure you, you they taught you cockroaches and all that knowledge. Is it helping you in any way now? Cockroaches? No, no. <laughs> so so imagine if you were the most brilliant guy in your class, and you are so you are gifted, you are skillful, but you you are not the kind that puts work in. But you are so brilliant, and you know all the names of all the cockroaches. So what has that? How has that changed your lot? You, you got um, 90 over 90, 100 over 100. You got A1 in biology. Without learning to put the work, the discipline, the, 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 um, you know, the diligence, you've not learned to do that. But you can, you can go, you can scale through. But what happens in life is this. ABC is easier than reading words. Reading words, sorry, is easier than reading sentences. Reading sentences is easier than comprehension. The higher you go, the harder it becomes. So no matter how skilled you are, you get to a point where your skill alone cannot carry you. The idea in life is all those times you were building one level to the other, you were being trained to develop capacity to learn. You were being trained to know how to be diligent how to commit to something. That was all you were being trained. Nobody is interested about you knowing anything about cockroaches or vertebrates. What they wanted you to learn is to know how to learn. Because a time will come, you will, know how, you will need to know how to learn things pertaining, pertaining to nursing. You will need to know how to learn about anatomy and the likes. And if you've trained your senses to know, you've developed yourself to know how to learn, it won't be difficult to learn about anatomy. But if you were a one-time wonder in biology without reading, without applying yourself, you know everything about biology, 
but now you've now come to a, a higher task. Because you did not develop that discipline, that diligence, you will, you will crumble. So life answers to those who have the discipline, who have developed the discipline, the diligence, the capacity to stay on one thing until they are good at it. That's why people go to the gym. You go to the gym to lift up heavy weight. You're not going there just to. There's no. There's no. There's no um, reward for the weights going up and down. You are not. You are not creating energy. It's not like as you are lifting weights, it's a turbine that is generating energy. No, you are lifting weights to do what? To develop muscles. So the reason for all of those lifting is for you to develop capacity. And why are you developing muscles so that you will be healthier? If you don't commit to sharpening your skills, improving, you will not learn the discipline necessary for life, to be a father, to be a husband, to be an employer, to be anything. One of the reasons, um, um, you know, employers prefer taking people who scored great in their um, uh, in their academic work is because there's a with their good academic record, with their perfect um, um, credentials, there's an idea that these people know how to give themselves to a task. That's what it, That's the only thing it tells them. It doesn't tell them because nobody's going to employ you, for example, if you were an engineer, you read um, engineering, nobody's going to employ you to come and start telling them about how, what an engine is made of. They know, that is, that, that's already known knowledge. But what they will not employ you to do is, do you have the ability to learn new things? To function in this company, and the question is, if you could have, be, if you can be diligent in what you did before, if you were able to, you know, get to the um, to the peak of your career or your training, it means you must have applied yourself. And if you applied yourself in that regard, then if I give you a job or a task to do in my work, you will apply yourself and you give me fantastic results. So we've talked about. Goals, visions, break the glass ceiling. Don't put a limit to yourself. You can be anything you want to be. You can be anything you want to be. You can go anywhere. You can be as great as you want to be, and you're not too old to start. It doesn't matter the opportunities that have gone beyond or the chances you've missed. You can start now. All you need to do is task yourself. Great things. A great thing isn't one thing. A great thing is the summation of many small things. A great thing isn't one big thing. I mean, we found the um, um, COVID vaccine. It's not just one thing. There were processes involved. Somebody was good at a task. Another person improved on that. Another person was diligent at that. Each person kept building layer upon layer. Now it has come out to be a great thing. But you have to commit to a goal. What is your goal in life? What do you want to achieve out of your, your own life? And, and listen to this. Whatever you get out of your life, it will affect you. It will affect your kids. It will affect your, your, your partner, your spouse. It will affect your family. You will either be a blessing to your community or you will be a burden. But you choose what you want to be. Then the second thing we've talked about is get a community of people, especially at that time when it's those times when it's difficult. 
get people around you who believe for great things and motivate yourself. Feed off your own from yourself. Feed from your strength. Draw um, um, encouragement from yourself. Let one person lift the other person up. Don't stay in a place where people don't believe they've got capacity. And I don't mind if the, if the person you are believing with has to be a virtual friend. If you've got nobody in your locality who, or within around you who believes in achieving great things, find people from different places. Thank God for the internet. Thank God for technology. Just find people who believe like you. One of the good places to find such people is that on, on LinkedIn. Go to LinkedIn and read people's stories, people like you. One of the things it does to you is to tell you, I, I can be that. I can achieve that. Someone from a similar background doing great things, boom, that is possible. He doesn't have to. He's not super smart. And even if he has skills, it's not his skill that brought him to this level. It is his ability or her ability to apply themselves. Then we've talked about opportunities. Now, this is interesting. Opportunity will expose the ill-prepared, but it will promote the prepared. What you don't want is for an opportunity when you are not ready. Because that, that, that disappointment, many people cannot handle that level of fall or that level of embarrassment on the stage. You want the opportunity to come to you when you are prepared. So now that the opportunity has not come, it means you are not yet prepared. So don't, it, it's not a bad thing. It means you just have to grind more, work more, pay more attention to your skills, work harder, tick the boxes, develop capacity and stamina. When the opportunities come, you will be ready. We were watching a documentary on Adele, uh, and I was just passing by my wife was watching a documentary on Adele. I don't know how many of you know Adele. Uh, she's a big international art. When she came on scene with her wonderful voice, I think the first or second year, she won five Grammys. And the question was, where, where has she been? She didn't come as a child prodigy. When she came, she was already, I think, 18 or 19 or so. She was already, already you know, a growing adult. But where was she all this while? She, were, she was in the background, in the shadows, developing herself. And that brings me to the shadows, and this will be my last thought. It can be lonely sometimes in the dark when nobody knows who you are. Nobody knows your skills. Sometimes people doubt your ability. Don't worry. If you keep grinding, if you keep working at it, you will be sought out. It may be an accidental exposure. Sometimes that's all you need. I remember in the university then, I was in 100 level. I was speaking with a group of um, would-be friends for life, but then I didn't know they were going to be friends for life. We were just talking because I read so much. I poured and poured into all kinds of books. I knew a lot about current affairs and the likes. And we're just talking and we're going from one topic to the other. Someone just came up to me and said, I'd like to be a friend forever. I said, then and there. Like, interesting. Before this time, I was somewhat, you know, in oblivion. I could say I had very few friends. Someone else came to me in class and said, I know you Lagos boys. I'm sure you went to Corona. I'm sure you went to one of those rich private schools. And laugh. <laughs> Let me not disappoint you by telling you which school I went to. Leave that thought there. 
Maybe it's better if you thought I went to Corona. But the point is, for that um, period, it looked like I was being exposed or opportunities had come. It looked like the shadow moments were passing. But when the opportunities came, thank God I was somewhat prepared. Could I have been better prepared? Oh, yes, I could have been. But at least I was somewhat prepared. The question I'll ask you, when you think about your future, I know you know you are not there yet. You are far from where you need to be. What steps are you taking today to prepare you for that time? What are you doing now so that when your time of revelation comes, when the opportunities come to you, it won't be a disaster for you or a moment of embarrassment for you? Each day you are living, you are preparing for that moment. What I'm asking you to do is be deliberate. You have the opportunity to write out your own future. Cut yourself some slack. Give yourself a big portion of um, privileges in your own life, in your own story. Make it count. We'll start today. That's all I've got for you guys. Um, if there are questions, I'll take a few questions and that will be all. Okay, thank you, thank you so much, sir. I really do appreciate this opportunity and I'm sure that the others do too. Yeah, I do as well. Thank you very much. Okay, so please let's yeah. ask a question if there are any questions. Hello? Okay. Um, okay, okay. Then I'm very grateful to be part of it. You must have observed my being asking immediately they are calling for anything. The reason is I've learned for the little time I've lived, I've learned something in life. I've been I learned from observation. I don't I don't believe in the theory of um, um, we learn, uh, we learn by mistakes. I learn by observation. I don't believe that it's until you fall, you learn. Rather, observe somebody that has fallen before and pick up from there, making sure you're not going through that way again to fall that same way. People always say that, um, I don't know that word, but I corrected myself that Rather, we learn by observation. So what I want to say is, from these steps I've observed in life, I don't want to, for any reason, if no any other thing has shaped my mentality in life, if no any other thing has shaped my mentality in life, what I should know that should have shaped my mentality is where am I coming from? And I would say in summary that I'm not from a silver spoon. But someone looking at my body, Somebody looking at my way of never begging. They think I'm from one way or the side. I'm opportunity at times when I sound to people. They think I'm from one private school from time. Rather, I started from Bariga Primary School. Even the name in that, if you know Bariga in that area, I should be. Started from Bariga Primary School. I've gone to some competitions. I failed. I failed in one competition that I never want to remember my experience failing. It's a torment to me. It makes me always go tight, like I feel like, you know, 
and in a presidential um, speech. But I believe it's not the end. But I wish others that we went together went under me. They, I, I was not the victim of their circumstances that time. But I also want to let people know that failure is never an excuse in my life. That's what I taught myself. So as I've seen my life so far, the way I'm doing, I'd wish I've not moved with some people. Nevertheless, I never stopped. I'm sorry, I hope I'm not talking for too long. Hello, can you hear me? It's yeah, all right, you can keep talking. Even as I'm talking to you right now, I I brought about the observation that the observer was sounding immediately. I want to come up to talk for. As I'm talking to you, I just went to the backyard somewhere to respond. I have not got this job for since December. Um, nevertheless, I do some help me come for help me do flowers. I'm a certified decorator registered under this legislation in Nigeria. I made sure I pursue after that. Immediately I got a huge job there. I used that money to do something tangible that I know that okay. I got myself a good phone as people always get themselves. I post up. I make sure I make sure I registered my business. I make sure I got some material that when they call you a decorator, you don't have the excuse. At least I'll tell you that I have flowers. I have a little bit. But I've seen myself not going to so I managed to come and do his work from someone for someone here. Yeah. At least I will put 15k in my pocket and I will not beg. I have wished I grew more in life. Nevertheless, it's not only this decoration that is my event planning and decoration that is my I'm a good communicator. I respond well to speaking as well. I speak and my auditory learning is very good. So I follow that the aspect of mass communication. Mr. Mojiri is my um, lecturer and my mentor as well. He's my lecturer. The one thing I will say from this is that it's not coming as a question. I believe this commitment of a team has helped me. But if it's coming from a question, how do I connect with people? We have people that are egocentric in this world of decoration, that they've gone further. Somebody I look at my mentor is in Ibadan. I just, as they're talking to us, I went to, to say, I tell you that I'll be active to it and I'll pursue towards the same. I immediately went to his IG page and I screenshotted his contact and I'll message him that he's my mentor. I've been looking towards going like him as well. But how do I follow up as well myself? I'll be done by this June of my studies. I'll be done. But how do I follow up myself? So making sure I attain that success. I grasp well whatever you taught us. I grasp well. But how do I follow up myself? I don't make it just my personal well, sir. Yeah, I'll, I'll answer that question. Making yeah. Sure, it, 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 making sure I'm consistent. Yeah, it's, it's not a difficult question, and I understand your challenges, especially as a young person. Um, I, I, so I'll take you back to the Nigerian um, um, entertainment industry. Do you know, you know AY, AY Makum? Yeah, very well. So you know AY? Yeah. Do you know Shayilo, you know right? I know Shayilo. No. Do you know Oshbebe? I know Oshbebe. Okay. okay. Oshbebe grew up in, uh, we grew up in the same barracks. Yeah. So, yeah. so... Osh Baby was working under AY for years. You see AY's boy for years. In fact, his shows were, his earlier shows were very much set up, I think. I mean, watching from as an observer from outside, were set up by AY. It is a principle 
Before you get your own throne, you must learn to serve others. Many people don't go in life because of that fear of, I don't want to be anybody's boy. I don't want to be, I don't want to be under any person. No, no, you need to understand. I'm going back again to Bible. Jesus said, if you are not faithful with another man's goods, who will give you yours? So for you, what you need is you've talked about someone. Let me tell you a practical thing to do. Like you mentioned, I'll look for four or five people, right, who are doing what you are doing, who are excelling at it, at international standards. Contact them on, I, I, I like what you're doing, I appreciate what you're doing, I'm a young startup, this is what I'm into, I don't have much, I'm just finishing school, I'd like to be an apprentice under you. Hopefully I want to make a career out of this, but I know there, is a lot, there are a lot of things I need to know. How can I be an apprentice? How can I serve you? In what capacity can I be useful to you? Now, it will be at your cost, no doubt. But when people think of capital, of um, of um, value, they think of value mainly in terms of monetary capital. That's one of the least and one of the lowest values. The, some of the greatest capital, in fact, the greatest capital remains relationship. They say you are just four people from anywhere you need to get to. So, you knowing someone who trains or has certain capacity, there are some jobs that will be too big for the person to take. There are some jobs that the person will be too busy to do. There are some low-hanging fruit in relation with the person that you will pick up. If you choose to be loyal to these people, walk under them, serve under them, and there's, you can't take away that factor of God, having prayed and trust God to direct you to the right person, give yourself some time and don't be in a hurry. Greatness is not in a hurry. By the grace of God, none of you will die in the next 10 years. So it's okay if if, the, if you spend the next 10 years learning to set yourself up for the rest of your life. It's okay not to be known for the next 10, 15 years. If the remaining 20, 30 years, you will be at the highest level of your game. So invest this time. With what you know, it's good. Now, who do you know? How do I get into that? There's always a team, a group, you know, of people that can inspire you. Everyone wants to be in that group. How do I get into that group? One of the quickest ways, you just mentioned, go to LinkedIn, go to, um, and don't worry about um, someone saying no to you. <laughs> I was I was um, speaking to a friend of mine, I was just jokingly telling them, for the average doctor who applies to come to the UK to work, the average doctor applies to about 200 places, 200 places to get one invitation. I mean, how else can you explain tenacity? You stick to it. This is what I want. And and listen, listen, listen good. Life is fluid. Life is spontaneous. You may start with um, uh, event planning. You may end up becoming, um, uh, you know, a tech expert tomorrow. As long as you have the capacity to learn and the willingness to apply yourself, life will take you through different courses. Your job is... I'm young, I have time, your greatest asset is time. If you are not married, you don't have kids, oh, you are blessed. It means you don't have any extra pressure at the moment to occupy you. For example, I cannot I cannot just jump up now and say I want to go and start venturing into something. Who will take care of my kids? You know, and yet you can tell me as I have a mom and a dad I'm responsible for, don't worry, you're not responsible for them in that regard. I'll give you a quick story. Part of my training when I came to the UK, 
I was supposed to start my um I, I was almost a senior almost a consultant in Nigeria. I spent more than five years post um training and I came to the UK to start all over again. And that was humbling to start all over again. I mean I was almost a consultant in Nigeria. I'd done most of my exams. And I remember when I started working at a very low level, I, I told my family I was going to, I wanted to go into training. And justifiably my parents were concerned. If you go into training, the money is small. You know, you've got this to take care of. You know, you've got family members. <laughs> I told them, I've got goals. I've got plans. I appreciate that um, I've got responsibilities around me, but I can't be tied to those things. While I'm not negligent of those responsibilities, I have to be focused on what I think or where I think God wants me to go, you know, what I have as a passion in life. So I told them I'm going to go into training. They were scared the money is going to be small. Your salary is not going to be great. Don't worry. I went into training. Training was three years. It was three difficult years. Guess what? At the end of those three years, my salary is more than more than four times what I was earning there. Did my parents die? No. Did they survive? Yes. The point being, you will either bear the burden at a young age or you will bear the burden at old age. But this burden, you will bear. So, give yourself time. Be, be, I mean, be, be, be generous with yourself. Don't put yourself under any pressure. Look for people that you can have, have, have um, identified A, B, C, D. These are people I can learn under. If you are a person of faith and you want your faith to be a significant part of your constitution, you've looked at all of those stuff. So, I'm going to learn under this person. And I'm going to literally learn. I'm going to soak up all I can soak up, coupled with the things I know, I'm going for the skies. And if it takes the next 10, 15 years to learn that, for somebody who's going to live to their 90s or 100, I mean, that's not a disaster. That's a good investment, wouldn't you say? So I hope that answers your question, Martin. Can we take another question? Two more questions and I'm done. You're welcome. Hello, uh, sir. Yeah, I can hear you, Uh Thanks for the lecture, sir. God bless you, sir. Sir, yes. uh, I want to ask something that uh, does environment has anything to do with being committed? Like, uh, I mean, on the way of uh, being committed, does environment have anything to, uh, to do with it, sir? Yeah. So there was a study that looked at um, what are the factors? Studies like, um, I mean, people studied, they looked at people's lives and said, what are the most important factors that determine whether someone will be successful in life? Where a person is born, where a person lives, comes, stops as one of those significant factors. It has a huge part to play. Now, if you're a person of faith and you believe in the Bible, you'll see that the Bible is full of um Different stories of migration, people moving from one place to the other, Abraham um, um, and his wife, um, Lord, um, you know, um, Naomi and um, Esther. It, 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 it's a book of people moving, meaning that your location matters. But wherever you are part-time, there's always something to get out of that place. If you are in a place because of certain reasons. For example, if you are a student and you are in Benin, you are in Benin, there's nothing you can do about it if you are if you are schooling in Benin. If you are a student for four years, you are going to be in Benin for four years. The question is, how can I get the best of that place I'm in? Why I may be projecting that I want to be good at XYZ and the best place to be good at XYZ is in Abuja, but now I'm a student in Benin. 
how can I be be the best I can be in Benin before I go to Abuja? So if it means I need to surround myself with a circle of friends who are in Benin, who think like people in Abuja, I need to start doing that now. I need to locate those people. And listen, there are always people around you. Again, I'm a person of faith, so my faith will come in here. In the Bible, there's a story about um, Paul. And in a particular city in Jerusalem, he was going to be facing um, a persecution. There were people coming after him because of what he was preaching. And a man came to him who was prophesying. Prophesying is that he was talking about things that God wanted to do in Paul's life. And the man told Paul, um, listen, God is telling me to tell you that you should not be scared. I have many people in this city who will take care of you. Until that time, Paul did not know that there were people around him that could help. But God told him, listen, there are people around you. There's another story like that in, I call it the uh, principle of proximity. The helps you will need are always around you. God always puts them. God doesn't put in Sokoto what should be in your Sokoto. What you need in life is always around you, but you have to be observant to locate it. I mean, there are examples of that in life. People saying, I wish I had gone there and got a good example. Hussein's boat coach is a Jamaican, someone from the same locality. You would expect that, myself and my wife, we were watching the documentary, and we were like, you would expect for somebody that is so, uh, somebody who has broken all the records, his training would be so sophisticated. No, he was running with tire and chains, as simple as that. There wasn't any sophistication in it. But he was competing against people who were being trained in U.S. who perhaps were, you know, running with um, all kinds of technology. But God knew by providence that what he needed to be the best at what he is, is located around him. So shine your eyes. Be observant. What are the things around you that can help you? Become the best. I mean, I can look at my life and look at the, there were times in my life I could say, this was one person that got put in my um, in my area. I mean, and this person pointed me to the next direction. There are always people like that. So yes, location is a, is an important factor, but don't be too in a hurry to jump out, especially if you are in a moment you are captured in a place because of circumstances beyond your control. What can you get? What's the best you can get out of that place? That should be your concern. Okay. And Ajadi, please. Um, I hope on Telegram you have my contact. Just chat me up afterwards. I okay, just need to talk with you, say a few things to you. Talk Thanks, some um, some future sense to you. Right. Yep. Thanks, You're welcome. All right. Good evening, Dr. Walter. Hey, MOG. Hello, sir. I can hear you, boss. Hello. Oh, I can hear you. Can you all hear me? Uh, is it my phone? Yeah. Can we hear me? We can, can hear you. Sir. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah, we can hear you. All right. Dr. Walter, I want to say thank you very much. Well, I don't know where you guys talked. I just joined in. So I was looking at maybe there was a bit of uh, silence. So you were quiet. That's why. Right. I don't know if you're done with them. 
Yeah, we're, we're almost done. Uh, maybe I'll... Um, Pelumi, do you have any question or is that a wrap? Uh, I can't hear anybody. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say... we can hear you if you can mute was, now. I was just thinking of um, the other Pelumi's question when he asked if location can be a barrier. And I just thought of it that many a times we often complain of resources being a limitation to our commitment. And I want to know, is there a way we can go around it? Because actually, sometimes, without making silly excuses, resources can actually be a problem. So for a couple of weeks now, I've been trying to venture into the digital space. So I found out that the easiest one I can lay my hand around with academics, my exco, and all of these things that will not weigh me down is um, this graphic design. So I decided to start out with Adobe Illustrator. And I found out that, okay, if I want to go deeper and Well, let me, I can't hear you anymore. Is it just me? Sorry for the um, break in transmission. So, can you hear me, sir? I can. So, Penemo, we've lost you again. Sorry, sir. Can you hear me? I don't know why the network is breaking. I can hear you, but you keep coming, going on and off. Okay. If I get your question right, I don't know if you can hear me, but if you can't, hopefully you will hear me doing okay, this work again. I can again. hear you. I can hear you, and the network is what is disturbing me. Can you hear me no now, No problem. Sir? I can hear you. Okay. If so I get I your question saying, right, yeah. I was saying that if resources seem to be a limitation, is it advisable to, I, I don't want to say borrow now, since we are surrounding ourselves with people that are like-minded, but I find out recently, not a hundred percent though, many people are afraid that when you use their resources to learn, you probably will get better than them, therefore they will reject or refuse to borrow you their resources. I don't know if you understand. I do. So, I do. so how do we go about not allowing resources and materials be a limitation to the things that we plan to do? Yeah, that's an easy one. Ask the next person. I mean, when you ask someone for something, no is also an answer. See, if you've got, if you've got a plan, and you've got a goal you want to achieve in life. Know from someone who has the resources. It's not, it's not the end of the world. You will find someone who will agree to it, especially if you're a person of faith. You must believe it. You must believe that all the things you need are around you, or if they're not around you, they will be sourced to you if you're interested enough. Oh my. I'm going to go into scriptures again, but I'll, I'll not do that. Um, so you must believe that all the things around you, um, you know, the things that you need are around you. Your job is to take advantage of those things. Don't worry about the resources you don't have. Overutilize the ones you have. 
and many times I tell people this. I've had people telling me, for example, I want to go on a course on um, ABC. I said you can do with the scripture as long as you understand very well. We, we are we are free. We can read. You can do with the scripture references. Okay. Sometimes I just feel that it might be going to people who are not particularly people of the same faith. So I don't want to offend them, you know. But it's okay. If I have to, I will. I'm a I'm a preacher, so I struggle. But don't worry, I'll try. Yeah. So back to what I was saying. Um, people will tell me I want to go up. For example, I want to learn to. Uh, play the piano, I need to go on a course. I don't have the money for that. That's a wrong approach. You don't need money for that. The question is, what have you learned without money? I mean, there are, in, there are resources online for free. There are internet videos that you can start. So if somebody comes up to me and says, I want to learn to play the keyboard. I have watched all the videos on XYZ's page on that. I have practiced with brother XYZ or sister XYZ in church. And this is where they've taught me up to, and I am good at that level. But there's more for me to learn, and I need training. That is a more reasonable approach to it. Usually, when you get to that point, you would already have the resources for it. So many times, when we tell ourselves we don't have the resources, I'm not saying all the time, but many times, it's an excuse for our not our unwillingness to use the things that are common. So what are the resources that are common? Exhaust the ones that are common. And if you've exhausted the ones that are common, you now need to go to specialized knowledge or peculiar resources, and you ask A, and it says no, ask B. If B says no, ask C, until you get somebody that says yes. What you will not do is to relinquish on your dreams, your desires, because people have said no. So I'm going to read to you something that Michael Jordan wrote. And this is interesting, because I think it it speaks to to these kind of things. Not Not... Maybe failures or challenges or whatever. Now, I know we all know Michael Jordan. I hope we do. Is the um, MVP, the GOAT of the greatest of all time of basketball, arguably um, the greatest of all time. Now, this is what he said. I have missed more than 9,000 shots in my careers. In my career. I have lost almost 300 games. On 26 occasions, I have been entrusted to take the game-winning shot, and I missed. I have failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. (laughs) Did he hear that? The reason he succeeds is because he has failed so many times. For many of us, we've not failed enough times. We've not heard enough no to say, "Um, I, I give up. I mean, we've had just a few and we're like, no, no, this person has said no, this, no, no, stop, perish those thoughts. Keep knocking on doors until you see the person who opens up to you, okay? And that's the attitude I want you to take. The reason is your life depends on it. Your future depends on it. How well you will be tomorrow depends on it. Opportunities that will open up to you depends on it. So don't take no for an answer. And it's okay if some people say no to you. Just, you know, pick yourself up, clean yourself, find somewhere else. But maintain a positive attitude towards them. Don't be bitter at them. It's their resources. They can say yes, they can say no. But if they say no to you, it's okay. Move to the next person. The opportunity that you need will be presented to you. I don't know if that answers your question, Kwenumi. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. All right, guys. It's been great with you. I've stayed 27 minutes longer than I planned to. 
I'm supposed to have uh, some time with my kids now. It's Sunday, so I'll leave you guys to. I mean, for me, my hope for you guys is to think about this, reflect on it. To reflect means to go through what you've heard today. If you want to watch the video again to remember these things, to pin and um, write down some points, have targets and things you pursue this week. Be strategic about it. Don't don't miss on the opportunity. Don't let this stale in your head for. You know, don't let this knowledge become stale in your mind. Act on it now that it's fresh. And make yourself accountable to people. For example, in this group, if you've got a WhatsApp um, group, after this, say the things that you've learned. Say the things that you want to be a target or a goal for you. Set yourself up by presenting it to the group and say, please, I want you guys to, um, um, you know, I want to be accountable to you guys. In the next one week or so, I want someone to ask me how far I have gone. Sometimes you need to be pushed before you get that momentum or break the inertia. That's what I'm asking you to do. All right, guys. God bless you. And thank you for having me. Musa, I have oh, to go oh, now. Dr. Walter, can you hear me? I can hear you. All right. I want to say thank you very much to you. Uh, I dearly appreciate Thank you for the efforts. Um, Dr. Walter was um, president of the Christian Union Nifes while I was the first vice president. And he's somebody I respect so much because he has a lot of wisdom. Uh -huh. Nobody needs to tell me. Somebody I've worked closely with. And um, I want to really appreciate you. You see, those of them in this group, they're about 40. Bishop Oedbos said something. He said, I, I listen to that message always. He said, there was a guy that came then in the 1930s, told his school that he wants to be the best. And the coach advised him and went to the class and said, one of you came to me. This is what I told the person. He said, you know, only that one person put it into practice. And that person became a world champion in Olympic, I think, 1936 or 30-something. He said, now, he said, what is telling most of us, only one or two persons will take it. And those that take it, they will be different from others. So I'm encouraging all of you here that came in. Thank you for being here, and um, with the knowledge, you will enjoy it. So, Dr. Walter, we want to dearly appreciate you. And we hope next time we will call on you, you will um, kindly come in. And uh, thank you very much. We appreciate you, sir. So, the recording, we'll do the recording, and we'll send back to you. All right. Thank you, thank guys. You. Bye for now. Thank you so yeah, much. Bye. Thank, thank, you, you, sir. thank you, sir. Bless you. God bless yeah. you. Amen. All right. Okay, guys. Let us come to the WhatsApp page now and have our meeting there. Close this one. I'll close it now, sir. I want to save the recording. Save the recording, close it, and come to WhatsApp. Let me discuss with you guys first.